This is the first official episode of the Park Avenue podcast. Uh, it's sort of a test episode, and today we talk about moving to a new city and the challenges that we face. So we all have different experiences, as we spoke about before. We have Marcus who literally moved city within one day <laughs> from a decision to execution from Ottawa to Montreal. I also moved to Sweden and last, yeah, and then Leo. Uh, well, you moved several times, right? Well, I moved. Well, if we if you want to go back to when I was a wee one, when I was a kid, yeah, Copenhagen to um, Lyon and that area, and then to Ottawa, then to Montreal. You don't remember but, the move from Copenhagen to Lyon, did you? Copenhagen to Lyon, I don't remember. No, I don't remember anything about being okay. there. But yeah, the biggest one is probably Ottawa, Montreal, because that's the one you do alone. I think that's the theme yeah. where we're sticking with here. Did you know anyone when you yeah. moved to Montreal? I mean, not directly. I mean, it's not like it's not new to go from Ottawa to Montreal. A lot of people do that. It's a nearby attraction. Um, but there was like a couple, a couple of my mom's friends had like kids my age. But other than that, really, besides other people who were going from Franco to Miguel, really no one. But uh, you know, you embrace it because you're like, this is a new start. Yeah. What was the hardest part about moving alone at 18? Um, in the moment, there's no hard parts, honestly. <laughs> it's just more exciting. It's all, it's all good. In hindsight, definitely the isolation for introverted people as well. No one is holding your hand and saying, go be friends with this person. Or no one's sitting you down alphabetically in class, you know, forcing you to be close to someone. Was it hard to meet friends? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you you know that, right? Like, uh... And Marcus as well. Like, you're in, in Toronto now. And even no university. So, that's going to be a challenge. Definitely a challenge. Probably the biggest thing about moving is just, well, also making sure that I keep in touch with the people that I was friends with before, which, I mean, this is part of the reason that we're doing this mm -hmm. podcast, right? Um, yeah. I think the people we'll, who will be all right. It's been still on the list. Yeah. But that's definitely one of the bigger worries. <laughs> <laughs> on the list. Oh my god. I mean, I'm not knocking it. It's a good way to keep track of who's in your life. I guess sometimes maybe it, it doesn't pay off to be so, like, such a statistician when it comes to friendships. <laughs> you can't just reduce people to numbers always. <laughs> it's not numbers, yeah. it's names. What about you? Marches, what was the toughest? I mean, what, let's talk about this move from Montreal to Toronto. What was the toughest thing? Well, so far it's all yeah. excitement, you know. Um, You're not in that phase yet. Not Why in Toronto phase? too? Oh, like as opposed to Vancouver or staying in Montreal. I think Vancouver or, you know, would have been a bigger shock. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Toronto or Vancouver are the two places that you both know that I always wanted to end up. Um, I like the big city mm-hmm. atmosphere. Montreal is really cool too. I, I can't get over how much I loved Montreal when I was there. Um, and I guess in hindsight, maybe I didn't need to, to move so quickly. You know, now we're all off for the summer. I guess, Leo, you have a couple classes and Thomas, you're off. So, you know, part of me thinks maybe I should have just stayed till September when my lease was up and then we could have had some fun, but... You gotta do what you gotta do. I didn't want to just sit around for four months not doing anything. And I, I feel like this is the place that I had to end up. So, honestly, I guess the hardest part so far about this was just making the decision to yeah. move without we, delay. We seem no. so at ease with that, but maybe that's just looking at it like from an outsider's perspective, but that's one thing that like I commend you for and I'm not able to do is just make a decision so easily or it seems to be so easy. It was a lot of time thinking alone. You know, I lived alone, right? So I yeah. made a lot of lists, pros and cons lists. I spent a week in Ottawa in uh, early April, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, well, what are my options? And I was drawing these maps about what, what each option would mean. And so the decision itself wasn't so easy. Um, but what I did is, I, I mean, I just took time to think about it. And then once you make the decision, uh, there's no point in, in hesitating or, mm-hmm. or second guessing, at least not at this point. And nothing's permanent in life. So True. If, if it doesn't work out, well... I can always move back to, to where my family is, which is Montreal. Yeah. Park There's Avenue. There's a couch with your name on it. <laughs> what a couch. <laughs> that couch has seen things. And like, <laughs> just your body shape steeped into the pillows. Molded. Yeah. Just the crumbs underneath. Yeah. What about you, Tom? I think moving... The big thing... Oh, sorry, dude. Go ahead. I was going to say, in your case, in... I think in general, moving is a good way to force yourself to change or to move to, you know, quote unquote, next step of your life. And so when you don't have much going for you, there's a completely new sensory experience. Like there's just a new environment that you put yourself in. I feel like it allows you to look at things differently. All the yeah. same, you know, all yeah. the same stuff as before, but now you're forced to look at it from different angles, and so it's fresh perspective. Yeah, I guess. Even yeah. from two cities that are relatively similar. Yeah, hundred percent. But I moved to Montreal originally because you guys were there, in large part. Um, so Montreal always felt familiar, even though it was it was different. Yeah, that's definitely changed in the last year. For me, before there was like no one here. Everyone was in Ontario. All of a sudden, yeah, it's weird when they say like home is where the people you care about are, and I think the last, last six months definitely showed that. How I felt so at home with you guys close by, and I mean as much as home as if we were all three in Ottawa. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. So I um. You know, a lot of, I know Marcus, Marcus Aurelius said something like, you don't need to move, you just go in your head. Right. Take a vacation. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't really know if I agree with that. <laughs> I think maybe for someone like him, 
Yeah, I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, who can actually? And also, it's kind of hypocritical. Sorry. Is that him, Marcus Aurelius? That lived in in one city his whole life. No, he he is like this. He is the opposite of living in one city. He had like a huge kingdom, and he traveled all the time. So it's kind of he's saying like, oh, you don't need it, but you know, he's fair point actually. (laughs) He's he's kind of. Not the most reliable person to take that from. He's also saying, you know, you don't need like women or sex to be happy. But you know, he was an emperor, so I'll leave that to your imagination. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's easy to, like, from a from your tower, from your high point, to see that you don't need, like, that the view is not that interesting. But for the people that are climbing up, like, you can't really convince them. This is already getting very, very philosophical. (laughs) Very quickly. I like it. Yeah. Oh, in in brief, I think moving is the physical act of going somewhere else and immersing yourself in something that is unknown. Like, there's some merits to that beyond just, uh, like, you, you, you can't just get that from thinking or you can't just get that from immersing yourself into your own mind or reading books to some extent you know there's something to be said about actually just doing it that's why i don't really understand people who stay in one place their whole lives it's kind of admirable but i just i don't see how how you do that i think it's a generational thing too yeah it's true we're more at ease with the idea of moving around yeah at ease or or longing for it. Yeah. Like, is it that all of our basic needs have been fulfilled, so now we're kind of just yeah, exactly. asking ourselves other questions? Thomas, um, when you moved to Sweden, you were 17, right? Yeah, just turned 17. Definitely <laughs> no one that, there. One, yeah. Zero. And I think what Leo was saying about immersing yourself in it, new environment that was what was toughest for me because especially at that age you find comfort in your small circle of friends and your routine at school so to leave that completely i think that's what was toughest not just leaving the people i knew and going someplace that i knew no one but just completely detaching myself from that that routine was extremely uh destabilizing if you will what did you do to cope there's a whole language barrier. Oh, God. To cope. It was a shit show. <laughs> it wasn't really coping. It was kind of just very reactive. Like, I was learning day by day. And, you know, it was difficult at 16 to have to take on online class and super behind and all that stuff and have no friends and whatnot. So it was fun because, you know, I, I matured at that age and I learned a lot. But... It was very difficult, and it's, uh, I don't know, it would have been fun to be there the last few years of high school with you guys to see how that could have been. But all in all, I wouldn't trade it for, for anything, because it was a great, great experience. And you guys came, too, so that was, that was awesome when you guys came to visit. Yeah, that was good. For, uh, yeah, we, yeah. Did, we, we did go visit, that's true. We got some good stories for another episode. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. that's fun stuff. Yeah, we made it work. And you got some good uh, hands-on experience with online school before. What do you think? Kind of yeah. Happened? I forgot about that. Funnily enough, I told myself I would never do it again. <laughs> yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. In these, in these in rooms. rooms. Just, yeah. Crazy. So did you make many friends in Sweden? Because I know you have friends in, in Latvia from when you went there, but... Yeah. Well, Sweden was... I was obviously younger right. than Latvia. Latvia was a year after, and I already had this experience under my belt. So it was a lot harder because I was reluctant to put myself out there in terms of making friends, a little shy, a little whatever. Latvia was different, but... Uh, Swedish people are super nice, but as Leo would know, and I think this is maybe... A Scandinavian thing they're very very nice people you I haven't met one that was you know uh, that I disliked but it's hard to break into their circles of friends and so it was yeah. kind of difficult to make friends I think the ones I'm the, the two friends I made that I remember mostly was one guy named Liam which I spoke to you guys about he was he lived in Spain most of his life so he had that kind of cultural background to him so he was a little more open and very good in English that was another thing. And there was another guy, Alessandro, who was fully Italian. Like, he spoke better Italian than me. So, you know, we connected kind of there. But the pure Swedish ones was really tough to <laughs> befriend. I don't know, Leo, how do you feel about Scandinavian? Uh, yeah, I agree. It's how a cultural you... thing. Yeah. It's the the Europeans are, are very, like, for all their different, like, we're very similar, Europeans and and. Americans, as you know, most of us can attest to, since we're half and half, and there's no real difference. But mm -hmm. um, the small differences that there are are pretty pronounced. Like here, it's very easy. I get, I get the sense that um, people have a lot more friends and more circles, but fewer yep. really close yeah, exactly. friends. Like we might be an Fair. exception to that rule, since we kind of have influence from. Uh, from the other culture but yeah in, in Europe like you said it's all because they're friends maybe it has to do something with the schooling system because they have the same class from four years old until they graduate like they're in the same group of 30 people oh so you don't yeah, really choose say, don't your friends it, there yeah it's not really like a, a race thing it's not because I was not Swedish that I didn't befriend them it's really because I wasn't part of their circles yeah. plus you have a lot of immigrants there too right yeah, exactly. And if you're there at a young age, I guess all they miss together. And yeah. in Latvia, yeah. you didn't yeah. get that sense, Thomas? Latvia was fully different. I find, I don't know what it was about Latvia, but I found between the Russians and the Latvians, and this has nothing to do with the fact that Marcus is Latvian and I'm fully pro-Latvia, <laughs> I found the Latvians a lot friendlier. They were so open and so generous. It was completely different. Um, mentality. I had like friends that I met on the first day were offering me to show me around downtown and uh, were offering me to buy me meals and, and I was just like, wow, what the hell is this? You know, so, so different. So I don't know, Marcus, you're obviously, your family's not so why do you think there's that difference? Um, this is just a speculation, but honestly, I think sometimes that's that type of behavior is bred from like not having that much, right? It's mm. resources are scarce, food is scarce, 
no one really lives really well except for a few wealthy people and so whatever mm. and a lot of people living in communities there's a lot of small towns in Latvia very few big cities yeah. and so there's a very big sense of community and sharing resources in between that's that's the the feeling that I get based on some of the stories that my parents told me and from my visits to or my one visit to Latvia mm-hmm. um so maybe maybe some of it's that you know you want to if you don't have everything well then you need to be open to sharing and if you're open to sharing well maybe i don't know maybe it comes from the sense of of discomfort or they just they need to find yeah. a way to to make it work and community is the only way that the the one thing that they can rely on so yeah if i had to guess i'd say it's something like and what that. about the, the the difference between the latvians and the russians so like this has nothing to do with the fact that you're like pure latvian but like i did find a massive difference in the way that they would act uh towards immigrants or towards foreigners i should say between the latvians and the russians right. what do you think that um i mean it's just got to be huge cultural differences i don't know that much about russian upbringing or i mean we see what what we see on tv and what we read about and the the american version of of what russians are right the the enemy um yeah and there's this definitely heavy animosity between the the latvians and the russians right within the country and so maybe as a foreigner maybe there's an assumption automatically that you're if you have to pick sides that you're picking the the local side but really I, i don't know there's probably something to be said about there's probably some correlation between like how um countries that are more well off like sweden um they don't really like care for tourism too much like they're like oh you're coming to sweden that's that's great you know like uh they can't really be bothered but if you go to like Moldova where they don't get many people and you're choosing to That's go true. there because at the end of the day you did like you ch- you know you choose to go to Latvia or like Latvia chose you and you said yes I'm not saying Latvia isn't like one of the wealthiest countries in the world <laughs> they're, they're not we can put that on the record <laughs> <laughs> there's probably some sen- some sentiment there that they're just happier here like some a wealthy Canadian okay question for you guys on the theme of moving cities if you had to pick uh, let's say one or two cities around the world that you would be open to moving to where you could see yourself maybe hypothetically moving to in the future uh, name drop them and why I can I can I answer cities I would definitely not move to because I'm pretty open-minded <laughs> so I'm gonna so for me it's really like I don't think there's many places I wouldn't move but I'm gonna say Manchester right off the bat I would never move I would never step foot in Manchester it's just depressing surprise no I wouldn't go are you kidding me? I mean London is even like a stretch but so so that then you you enjoy Honestly, I would like Brighton. I probably, I, I would, I would want to go Brighton, Southampton, places there. I wouldn't mind. 
But just imagine living in Manchester. Like, it's... <laughs> I mean, it's northwest, right? So it's like as far from France as you can see. Bad. <laughs> because at the end of the day, you're like, no one chooses to go there. And that's how I judge my travels is like how far away, how different from Manchester is this place. And the more different it is, the more I'm going to pay for that ticket, you know? Oh, oh my God. I mean, I don't doubt it at all. This is good insight. <laughs> but, so that's to answer your question. Any place that isn't Manchester. Like Chicago. Okay. Chicago's nice. I, would, I think if there's two, there's two places in the U.S., I would I would live in because the U.S. is the U.S. So, and that's <laughs> Chicago and San Francisco. What about you, Marcus? Fair. Um, it's weird actually. Before we we started this call, I um, so since I moved here, I've been writing writing down some of the the bigger goals that I have: long term, medium term, short term, etc. And one of them that I wrote down recently is I'd like to either one day have a condo or spend some time living in New York City. Yeah, New York's cool. So Manhattan? New York City would be one. Oh, Manhattan, downtown, as more with, as downtown as you can go, or I mean, I guess all of Manhattan's downtown vibe. But yeah, um, most of Yeah, I'd love to to live in, in New York City. Yeah, maybe another city, somewhere in Europe, probably. Um, It'd be fairly easy with EU citizenship, right? So maybe Paris for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Paris. Yeah. Interesting choice. Just pretty city. Um, it's very French, but it's like stereotype French, right? Yeah, it's where everyone gets their stereotypes. Um, but the baguettes. Need I say more? Yeah. I mean, here, when you buy baguettes and you, you realize, like, it's instantly a murder weapon. Like, this thing is <laughs> so hard right off the bat. You need to toast it, you know? Literally, by the time you get home, it's unedible. Yeah. Half Nutella, half tea. bread. I mean, I just eat Nutella at this point. Because at least that doesn't perish. Nutella's Italian, though, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like baklavas, you know? Who invented it? The Turks or the Greeks? French or Italians? Thomas. It might be Italian, but the French are definitely the most uh, uh, adamant. Like we are 90% Nutella. Thomas, what are two cities you uh, you would like to move to, or would consider moving to? Good question. Um, I've always <laughs> wanted to move to Montreal. That was always the goal, so I think... Um, I think that was one forever. If I had to exclude Montreal, I could see myself moving to France. If there's one place in Europe, I'd move it definitely France. Where um, in France? I wouldn't say Honestly, I've only visited uh, the Bourgogne area. Is it Bretagne? Like northwest, where Nantes is. Okay, Bretagne, so right? you'd want to Yo. settle in Arles, Avignon. <laughs> No, I just think it's so cool. It offers so much. For sure. Like, um, like even with a civil code in Quebec, it'd be so easy to go practice law in, in France because it's basically modeled off of their civil code. Right. So, yeah, that's somewhere I could see myself. City, not sure, to be honest, but... Yeah, the French life, yeah. that was nice. There's just, there's a lot of 
variety too for small countries. Everyone in Europe is like that. Every region has a distinct identity. Whereas mm-hmm. like here, there's no difference between Saskatchewan and Alberta. They're the same place. And they're like twice the size of Europe. <laughs> I feel like that's a debatable. I mean, we've got the facts right here. That's Name fair. me three cities in Saskatchewan. Uh, Regina, Saskatoon. <laughs> um... <laughs> that's why I said three. I know. <laughs> Anyways, point proven. So, Thomas, second city, not Montreal. Okay. Um, New York's pretty cool, to be fair, but I really want to avoid the states. San Fran, they already mentioned it, such a cool city, but again, I think we just visited, so I'd say to live. Um, Mobile, Alabama. Let's go, honestly, Stockholm, like back to Sweden. Yeah. The, the, the Scandinavian lifestyle is really cool too. Near Frangen Station? <laughs> or Steve Stuff? Frangen or Frangen? Yes, Steve Stuff. What was the neighborhood that was that we went to? Like Kalberg? The place with the, like, the academy? You know, with the. Oh, took the picture there. That was. Oh, nice. was that the little island that we went Next to? Next to the stadium. Like Hammerby. I don't know if it's an island, but there was a stadium there, and we did some like pine cone, keep up, hit some cars. Was it close to where my place was? No, I don't think so. We went there like as a date. Like we're gonna go visit this. Okay. Is it the place where Thomas the pulled out the uh, the street lamp and then like he broke the street? <laughs> Mm, I don't wanna. I don't think so. I mean, I don't wanna wait to speak on the record here. Well, it was. I think it might have been Wisconsin. Yeah, I think it might have been Wisconsin. It was very nice. It had. We got like ice cream there too, and there was like a riso that ran through. Remember that day we went? Okay, to like an academy. There was some sort of military academy we went to. Took pictures. Oh. Kept walking. Got ice cream. We went yeah. into a building and we're like, let's try like take this really old rustic elevator. An elevator, yeah. Remember? Took a bunch of oh. pictures. My camera died though. And then there was this store as well with very old posters. Then we went to the. Oh. There was this camera store, right? And it was very. I think it's like Carl. Carl. Yeah, it does start with a K. You're right. Shellsburg or something. It was north. I remember. Something King. King. Oh, maybe it was a, just a Kungst Garden or something. Was it? It might have been that. Oh yeah, King's Garden, something like that. I think that's what it was. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. It's been a whole day just remembering that. I don't think I have many pictures left. Oh, yeah, well, that's a good choice for city for sure. Yeah, Stockholm's cool, and you'd have an endless supply of those um, those corn snacks that we ate. From the, oh yeah, <laughs> from the mall. With the juice, with the fastest juice. Yeah, BFS is. I think it is. Yeah, it's. I think it's Kungsholmen. Because that's the only place that has a river. Flowing through it, and it also had this park of all of these. You know, all of these houses that were just, like in, 
in uh, in a forest or in a field in the middle of downtown. Do you remember that? No. Nope. I need to street view this. See if I can. But yeah, I yeah we need to space. make an episode where we can yeah. watch just that trip. Like all the stories. There's a lot to talk about Sweden and some stuff that we can't legally talk about. Does it involve some national monument? Yeah, I can just... neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think I think you can confirm. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> I plead the fifth amendment. All three in Canada okay. talking about Sweden. <laughs> Oh, God. What's the Fifth Amendment of the Canadian Constitution? There is no Canadian yeah. Constitution. Is there? Bill of Rights. <laughs> well, the, there's my answer. Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. There's got to be like a list, you know, bullet points. I mean, Thomas, you know this. The freedom of the, yeah, freedom of expression. You're allowed to... to That's the fifth one. That includes not speaking. Siren. Uh, I'm not sure. It's, it's part of that... Indif- 15, at least. No, I think it's 2. Article 2. 2B. That's freedom of expression. If I can remember correctly. We got a lawyer here, yeah. folks. Yeah. Really not. LLB. <laughs> yeah, we have a lawyer. We have uh, a financial accountant. Consultant. <laughs> yeah, apparently I'm in financial consulting now. <laughs> okay, I think it's one, let's just say, for the sake of argument, oh my goodness, one, two, three, four. Oh, the fifth one is Garantie Juridique. No, it's not. What's the seventh one? Five, le Parlement et les législatures tiennent une séance au moins une fois tous les douze mois. So that's, that's what you plead, that's what you pled? Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, sure. Yeah, then, then in that case, yeah, definitely. Uh, but we, we could have a good time talking about Sweden, for sure. We were looking at the yeah, video the other day, and you know the one where you, you think, like, the, the girl is, uh, like, the, the old lady saw you doing that? And, like, she walked out of the last second, and you had to run? Yeah, yeah. She was there the whole time. Like, you just see her in the back. <laughs> just unimpressed. <laughs> it's not like, it's, it's, we saw her at the last second like i have her on film i was literally pointing the camera at it it's quite terrifying actually but yeah anyways that's fun stuff um yeah that was a good question last thing we should talk about is uh the leo theory about moving to a new city which uh what's my theory that you know your the new city is home when you come across someone that you've already met in the streets uh yeah you told yeah, me that when i first that. moved to montreal well did you did it happen to you um i did come across the same homeless people on several occasions um, you, mean you know them I, I didn't know their names unfortunately we didn't we didn't get that close um you for sure passed by somewhere I know you've seen them in the streets. You guys look super close. I never passed them in the streets. I mean, maybe it's different because COVID. I didn't have that much reason to yeah. go out when I was going out. I was most of the time going to to see you guys mm. at Lesses Mel. I think that theory is 
you want to um things feel like home when they're close uh, to some extent not uh physically but you know that's why uh home is as a person because you're close to that person so when you walk True. and you see someone you know and you weren't going to meet them you just see them in the street it uh makes your world a lot smaller and that makes you feel at home so who's the first person that you came across for a second time in Montreal? Uh, no question. I don't, it might have been Marian, but that, I don't know if the ghetto counts though, because it's just another residence for the uh, university. But I think it counts. Yeah, who, who says? Yeah, then it, was, then it was her. Thomas, what about you? I mean, there's the whole staff at the supermarket that I basically know on first name basis. <laughs> and Karen, of course. <laughs> Yeah. And Karim, of course, yeah. Goes to that. Oh, question for you guys. Can we Where, product placement quickly? Like, what Karim's would you consider home? Though? Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. I just want to quickly just... product placement Karim's. Like, we're sponsored by... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Back, uh, we'll be back after a message from our local from our local station. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry, Thomas, you were saying... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Where do you guys consider, like, home? Like, when I say Karim, home, what do you guys think of Karim <laughs> included. Well, excluded because it'd be Karim's relevant. Probably still Montreal for the moment for me. Yeah? Yeah. You have to leave the nest. That's good. Um, Leo, you've been there for a while. Yeah. Gonna be six years. But where would I consider? Six years now. No, not now, but. Like, if I leave right now, what like four years maybe? Ow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Montreal's always. I think I would still consider it Ottawa, like my mom's place specifically. I get that. Uh, yeah. More so than my dad. Not France at all. Though it's fun to go there, and you know, I don't feel out of place when I'm there, but it's just not home. Yeah. Thomas, you? I have to be Montreal just because I have family here. So it was, wasn't really a change when I moved. Right. So I have so many, like, my grandparents are here, my uncles, my cousins. So probably here, to be honest. And aren't your parents planning so, on moving as well to Montreal? Yeah, after they retire, they think they're going to come here, which would be sick. Everyone would be here. There'd be no reason to go back at all. Right. I, I just, I don't know why, but I just saw Don retiring in Portugal. Like, With your dad. just makes sense, exactly. They're going to get themselves a little cabin, you know, close yeah. to Porto on the ocean. <laughs> just eating some fish. For the many listeners that don't know, the many listeners, it's a sin <laughs> to not know, actually. Don is uh, I think they know. more than a man. <laughs> I think they know. They know. They know. <laughs> I don't think we need to go on. We've no. said enough. Yeah, he was uh, not to be confused with another three-letter man. Yeah, just look up to the sky and that we you'll all see pray him. To. <laughs> <laughs> In the garden. Yeah. What a legend. Legend.